Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better. And dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now for our story. This morning at Malibu Beach, outside of Los Angeles, the white ocean fog had just begun to lift and the sun broke through. Kit's household had breakfasted early. Then Mrs. Kingsley addressed Lisa Fenner's baby son in a tiny white-knitted jacket and cap, and herself in a neat gray cloth coat and a simple gray hat. When she carried the baby downstairs, she'd found Mrs. Mead waiting, dressed for the street, looking beautiful, self-possessed, and quite cheerful. A few minutes later, Paul Cromwell's black car had driven up. Mrs. Kingsley had followed Mrs. Mead out the door. It walked carefully down the stairs, which led to the road, where the car stood waiting with the door open. Paul and Max, standing beside it, had stopped talking as the women approached. Now Max touched his cap in greeting as Paul called. Good morning. Mm, good morning, Paul. Good morning, Mr. Cromwell. Mrs. Kingsley. Well, shall we go? I think it's going to be a nice day after all. Oh, I hope so. Uh, hand the baby to me, please, Mrs. Kingsley. Oh? Why, I'll, I'll take him. If you'll just sit in front with Max, please. Yes, Miss Mead. What time is it, Paul? Just 10.30. What time is the appointment with the pediatrician? Dr. Nichols, 11.15. We'll make it nicely. Well, Kit, you make quite a picture. Young mother and child. Rather touching. Is it, Paul? Oh, definitely. You amaze me. I never thought that... <laughs> Isn't something the matter? No. Well, maybe a pin sticking. No, no, I'm just blowing off. Quite a little mother, Kit. What on earth did you do? <laughs> well, I don't know what the professional name for it is, but the term in common usage is burping the baby. Well, really, Kit. Oh, you needn't be shocked, Paul. All the doctors say that, and the nurses, too. Oh, you seem to be a veritable fountain of information. I must say, Kit, 
the baby doesn't look much like Bill Meade. Oh, what a catty streak you have. You're as bad as a woman. But you can't need me about that. I happen to know that babies look like the people you want them to look like. It's chiefly in the mind. Besides, he's dark. You might say he looks like me. You might. Kit, now that we have an opportunity, what did you tell Lisa yesterday? Oh. So Lisa told you I'd been over. Certainly. But she refused to tell me what you said. I wanted to get over to see you last night, but I couldn't get away very gracefully. (laughs) So you couldn't get away very gracefully. That doesn't sound much like the man who used to take me out in New York. Touche. You have me there. But I do want to know. I couldn't get anything out of Lisa. What happened? Well, I explained the circumstances to Lisa. All the business about having to get Bill's consent and Lance's. That scared her. And she still feels pretty sensitive about his walking out on her. Especially at such a time, though Lance certainly didn't know about Lisa's condition then. Well, it's not surprising that she feels as she does. Just the same. No, of course it's not. That's why I wanted her to understand that it would be necessary for Lance to sign the papers. And what did she say? She was very upset. Said she wouldn't think of Lance's knowing anything about the baby. Well, that settles it then. Not necessarily. It doesn't change much, actually. You're forgetting that I don't want Bill to know about it either. Yes, that's true, of course. But in that case, I don't see what good it did to talk to Lisa upset her any more than she was. You're not very nimble-witted, are you, Paul? I had to talk to Lisa to persuade her, or, or rather to make her see that there's only one way out of this situation. And what's that? It looks to me as if you're completely cornered, no matter how you try to get out of it. No, Paul. I'm not cornered. I told Lisa that the best thing would be for her to let me keep the baby now, take him back to Wakefield as I intended from the beginning. Then, later, when Lisa's divorce is final, you and she go east as you plan to, we can all meet in some place and settle the legal side of it. But, Kit, that's the most harebrained scheme I've ever heard. What's wrong with it? Well, don't you see? It means that you have absolutely no protection. And neither has Lisa, for that matter. I'm aware of that. But that's the risk we have to take. Besides, I'm not really afraid of it, Paul. Don't forget, Lisa has a conscience. She realized that she was responsible for for my accident. That otherwise I would have had a child of my own. She feels it's her moral duty to let me have her child. You mean because of that night, the, uh, the argument you two had? Of course, Paul. Lisa knows that if she hadn't gotten me so upset that night, so... Unnerved. That's rather a cruel means of swaying Lisa's judgment. I can't help that. There's no choice. And Lisa sees the justice of it quite clearly herself. Uh, perhaps you're right. But there's always the possibility that she'll regret her decision, change her mind. No, Paul. Not so long as she's compensated for her sacrifice by having you. But good heavens, Kit. You know this thing can't be dragged out indefinitely. Sooner or later, when she knows about our plan, the future that we have in mind... But Lisa won't find out, Paul. She won't know about that until after the papers are signed. And then the baby will be legally mine. Once Lisa is divorced from Lance, we'll meet in another state. And after that, there'll be no problem. 
It all seems such a tragic, complicated mess. Frankly, I'd almost forgotten what the original purpose was. Have you, Paul? I haven't. Not for a minute. Oh, I, I shouldn't say that. I haven't really forgotten, Kit. But it seems so far away, the future we've talked about, so many things in between. Don't worry, Paul. Everything will turn out all right, believe me. And you're not afraid that Lisa will change her mind? No, I'm not. I told you, Lisa understands she has an obligation to fulfill. Don't worry about Lisa. Well, maybe I should just worry about you. <laughs> oh, Paul. A little later, they arrived at their destination, the office of the pediatrician, Dr. Nichols, whom Dr. Gordon had recommended. Paul and Max waited below while Kit and Mrs. Kingsley went up to the doctor's office. The doctor had weighed and measured the baby boy, checked with Mrs. Kingsley in regard to his eating and sleeping habits. Yes, he's in fine shape. You can tell Mrs. Fenner she has nothing at all to worry about. Miss Fenner would be glad to hear that, I'm sure. Uh, yes. Uh, what a shame Lisa couldn't have come in, but it's such a long drive in from the beach. Well, it's probably just as well for her to rest. Uh... Is there anything else, Doctor? Anything we should do? No, I think not. I'd like to see the baby again in about two weeks. You can make an appointment with the nurse as you go out. Oh, perhaps you do that now, Mrs. Kingsley. I'll be out in a few minutes. Yes, Miss Mead. Goodbye, Doctor. Goodbye, Miss Kingsley. Doctor, I... We've been wondering... How soon would it be possible for the baby to travel? Travel? Well, what sort of travel do you mean, Mrs. Mead? Would it be a long trip? Well, the town is not far out of Chicago. I see. Uh, does Mrs. Fenner plan to leave soon, then? As soon as possible, I understand. Hmm. Uh, does she plan to take a nurse with her? Uh, Mrs. Kingsley, perhaps? No, I think not. The accommodations would be the best possible, of course. I've heard they have trained people to help a mother in any emergency. Mm, yes, that's true. The baby's in excellent health, of course. Well, I should say it should be safe to take him on such a trip in another week. I wouldn't advise doing it any sooner. Another week. I see. Well, thank you very much, Doctor. If it isn't possible to keep the appointment, then we'll make a point of canceling it ahead of time. I know how busy you are these days. Well, oh, thank you, Miss Mead. We appreciate that sort of consideration from our patients. Well, that's the least I could do, Doctor. You've no idea how helpful your information has been. Kit said goodbye to the doctor, walked into the reception room. Mrs. Kingsley noticed the look on her face as she entered. It was the same look she'd had in the car on the way back from the hospital when she'd taken the baby out of the housekeeper's arms. An expression of triumph. One more week, Kit was thinking. One more week and she could leave. Go back to Wakefield with the baby. Yes, Mrs. Mead looked forward to the moment when she could get off the train, put the baby into Bill's arms with the words, Here is your son, Bill. But Kit didn't know her husband's determination to get a divorce. Didn't know that he'd told David Bowman of his plan. And before that, her father, Ben Calvert. 